0: Hi, I'm Jamie Wincup from Red Bull Racing Australia. I'm Dave Reynolds.
1: Hi, I'm James Moffat. Hi, I'm Chas Mostert, and you're listening. It
2: to is, look, it's Inside great. It's Supercarat. a fun track. Um, I was conceived
0: on the bulb, so um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> been here before.
3: You know, I wouldn't say it's the number one target on our radar. We're all about winning races and trying to win a championship at the moment. But but we, you know, Kim and I chip away at it. But right now, we have nothing.
4: Sometimes they're not. dickheads you could say. It's just as they're just <laughs> there's good racing, and I enjoy it. Yeah.
3: From the racetracks across
5: Australia and around the world, here's Inside Supercars.
6: This week we look back at the mountain and what a race it was. We hear from some of the drivers and team owners following a very interesting day of racing, including Paul Dumbrell, Luke Goulden, Dick Johnson, Roland Dane, Simon McNamara, and a whole bunch more.
7: Jamie would, would have redressed it, um, but McLaughlin disappeared
8: because some other idiot took him out. Today, yeah, we're on the receiving end of the readdressing rules, but I think there's still work to be done. But, so, yeah, we're not too happy, really, but what do you expect?
4: Three hours of racing without a flat-out lap. We'll just save and fuel the whole way. Yeah, it's funny. I was just sitting with uh,
1: Jamie, Will, and I was sitting down and uh, with we were we'll, we'll chatting about it, and, and we laughed,
5: you know. I hope
6: you'll stay with us for this Bathurst review On Inside
5: Supercars. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Sport Radio Facebook page.
2: Hi, I'm Fabian Colthug, and you're listening to Inside Supercars.
5: Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world.
6: Yeah, I mean it, it means a lot. You know, through the years a lot of reference this race is one of our majors. Six hundred miles around here is no easy
8: task.
4: Uh, we we're able to beat the two to the boys and uh, and meet Anthony Biggley in the final, which uh, we were
8: able to have um, take the win off him. So was uh, yeah, it was a great weekend for the uh, representative family.
5: Inside motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com Hi, I'm
6: Fabian Coulthard, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Welcome back to Inside Supercars. Obviously the contact between Scott McLaughlin guys and Jamie Winkup was a big talking point of the weekend. These interviews were taken on a Sunday evening as the dust was still trying to settle. First up, here's Roland Dane's thoughts. Well, Roland Dane, 2016 Bathurst, it's certain to say you had three rocket ships in your garages. The second-place trophy and second-place result is what stands at the moment.
7: Yeah, that's what we've got. It's a bit of sweet to be honest. I mean, very happy to be second, but we should have been first. Um, and, you uh, yeah it's, it's, to be honest, hard to take um, when we've had fast cars and, and we don't think the penalty was justified.
6: It was an interesting situation and perhaps has been brewing all year with the redress rules. Do you think the interpretation's changed this year?
7: No, the redress rule is there this year. So whether it was there last year and whatever, it doesn't matter. It's there this year. Um, and uh, the, and we're not sure that Jamie was to blame for the instance in the first place with uh, Scotty. Uh, I think it was probably 50-50 a pest, But Jamie would, would have redressed it. Um, but McLaughlin disappeared because some other idiot took him out. And uh, um, so it's not Jamie's fault that he wasn't there to redress. But that seems to have been the view taken that um, uh, they have to do another penalty because McLaughlin wasn't there to redress. Well, it, you're, you're not meant to. You know, the incidents are entirely separate. McLaughlin, I understand, has been given some sort of penalty for a dangerous re-entry, and uh, um, and if that's the if that's the case, that's nothing to do with Jamie. So I'm at a loss to understand what's gone on, but we'll let the uh, the the right authorities sort it out.
6: You've. Yeah, if- spoken to the authority so you've lodged an official protest
7: no we've we've lodged an appeal against the decision of the stewards
6: what about the 97 car alex and shane Hmm. obviously you always expect excellence Hmm. but have you been impressed by the way these two have been able to gel so quickly together because they're both new to the team
7: yeah, well, I mean, Shane's a very known instance to us and et cetera. That's not not an issue at all. Um, Alex's done an exceptional job, very, very pleased with what he's done.
9: Yeah.
6: And is he the, is he the um, sort of person that would be able to do this in an ongoing basis? I know with Paul, you'd like him to have development well, we'll series wait, experience. We'll
7: wait and see, but uh, he's certainly uh, done the first two Enduros he's done with us. He's done a very good job, very good
6: rolling. I know it's a tough night, but yep. uh, there is still some silverware.
7: Yeah, yeah, that's certainly, and we're still 1-2-3 in the championship.
6: Adrian Burgess is the boss of HRT. Here's what he had to say. Well, Adrian Burgess, a tough day at the office is an understatement for HRT this weekend. And I guess when there's two factory teams in the race, you don't expect uh, one putting the other
8: off. Oh, look, I mean, as much as people might want to believe that, you know, we, you know, yeah, they didn't we were in the wrong place at the wrong time, uh, yeah, and we're not happy about that, clearly. We'd, we'd worked well, we didn't have the best car, but we'd made some good calls. The drivers had done a great job, and the engineers had done a great job getting us to the, to the tail end of the race and still being in contention. Uh, and that and that, we certainly were. You know, we're really, I think we were in the box, box seat there. And McLaughlin didn't have the fuel that we had, and uh, Winkup was struggling with his fuel. So we were just sitting there, we were sitting behind the others, saving uh, just waiting for that last couple of laps where we were going to you know, have a good crack at it but it wasn't to be uh, guys in front tangled we got caught up in that and uh, we all saw the end result so gutted for the team, gutted for GT and for Luffy and, but yeah, it's the way it goes this place can be very cruel, uh, we all know that and uh, again it proved uh, to be the case
6: It wouldn't be unfair to say the redress rules have played a part in this, are you happy with the way that part of racing is being adjudicated at the
8: moment? You're always going to say no when you're on the receiving end of it, but clearly Winkup wanted to readdress there and then within the space of 50 metres from the accident happening, and uh, yeah, really, if you're going to readdress, you probably shouldn't be blocking the guy that's behind you. If you've got to give your place up, you've got to give your place up. That's what readdressing is. So, maybe that could have been handled on a safer part of the circuit, but then equally, the the re-entry clearly wasn't a safe re-entry and uh you know he ended up on the left-hand side of the track coming on as quick as if he was on the track so that didn't work either so yeah i mean today yeah we're on the receiving end of the readdressing rules but i think there's still work to be done but um so yeah we're not too happy really but what do you expect
6: the 22 car what about it over the day you had all sorts of issues in the pits and drive-throughs and
8: stuff like that? Yeah, look, it, it, you know, it, uh, it went wrong. started going wrong for those guys when we were one lap short of having our drive, co-driver laps done at that, uh, at that safety car, so we couldn't get Jacko out. So we had to, we had to double stack, but then we had to um, keep, him in, keep him in for another stint. So at that point, you know, poor old Jacko, he did a great job, but he's up there against all the main game drivers, and they started pushing him around, and we lost a bit of track position, and then we got James in the car, and again, you know, after another safety car. Um, you know they pinged him, pinged him for slowing down. It's something that we're all doing. They've always, always been doing it. Everyone's been doing it. But today they decided to give us a drive-through for it. Um, so yeah, again that that destroyed what was left of the day. Um, but the car was quick at the end there. Both cars were quick. So yeah, gutted to come away with with really nothing from the weekend.
6: Wider, in a wider view now, the, the peaks and troughs. How are you managing through that? How are you you're trying to make him not so
8: high and low oh I mean, yes the, everybody's job is to try and be a bit more consistent but you know being consistently quick is what you're obviously trying to achieve but I think we're yeah we, we have struggled with qualifying and you've only got to be a little bit off here and you're a long way off because you know you've just got so many corners so you know getting GT in the team was good we, we could probably have done a better job with him if we'd gone a slightly different way with a setup uh, for the shootout. so yeah we addressed that we looked at that we learned from that and then in the, in the race we we had decent car speed, so um, but I think over the last probably five events, we are I think we have started to turn a bit of a corner. We've been a bit more competitive at you know, more Circuit, Sandown, you know, we won that on pure car pace. Yeah, you know, we didn't luck into that. So um, I think hope and I hope and I think that's a sign that we're on the right way, going the right way. So uh, as you said, we have been a bit too inconsistent earlier in the year, but hopefully now we're, we're on the right path. So for us, you know, we're confident the future looks brighter than the, the past.
6: Is there something
8: you found as you've gone through the year or is it just constantly looking at one percenters no we, we have definitely hundred percent changed our philosophy on a certain area of the setup and uh, when we've done that it, it takes a bit of time to fine-tune that new direction and learn about that new direction and learn what what tools on the car you need to to t- adjust and tune the balance during any given weekend so um, but yeah fundamentally we've changed our way of thinking you know and it probably started back in Darwin and each weekend from there where there's been for us internally we've seen and we've known and, you know, and then with the feedback from the drivers that you know we' we're, we're getting some results from the different directions, so yeah I think that hopefully the future looks bright for us and, you know hopefully we can eradicate the you know what's been for the past few years a team that's been too inconsistent, so hopefully we're on top but you can only really answer that after a, you know, a year or two and consistent results so we we'll just have to wait and see how that pans out. I guess
6: the critical thing is this is a series that if you don't unload close to the window, you've got no hope during the weekend of getting into them.
8: No, you can't. Uh, the sessions sessions are so short and the amount of tyres you get are so limited. <laughs> Testing is just so short. So you've got to, you know, a lot of your work is in the work you do in the factory, and I think the engineers are, are starting to hit that nail on the head a little bit more often. We're rolling out, you know, and on a Friday we're rolling out with a quick car. So uh, yeah, that's for me. That's a bit of a validation that we're on the right path. But clearly, we've still got a way to go. We, you know we weren't the quickest car here this weekend. But again, a, a good teamwork, a good strategy, and good work from the guys. You know, us a ticket to the uh, what could have been and should have been a, a good finale. But yeah, you know, I suppose it was a good finale for some people, just not us.
6: Adrian, all the best for the Gold Coast and on into the last two races or three races of the year.
8: No problem. Thank you very much.
6: For a Holden perspective, Simon McNamara. Seems like another successful 10 years for Holden.
10: <laughs> oh, I don't know about 10 years, but certainly a good day today, a very tough day. Um, you know, Some weird stuff going on and uh, hard to work out what was going to happen. But um, anyway, 1-2-3 um, with a little team winning and, and one of our little teams coming third um, and a big team coming second, it's, you know, we're pretty proud of all of that.
6: I know next year's different, but this year there's two factory Holden teams. What do you say when one is involved in the accident that takes the other out?
10: Well, I think the, the, the is not for me to talk about. There's, an, there's about 500 circumstances for all of that sort of stuff, but I've spoken to both teams and, you know, we feel gutted for HRT and all the effort they did. They did an unbelievable job all day and Garth's car was certainly capable of winning the race. Um, And Jamie's car was clearly the fastest car all day. And they were capable of winning the race. So, you know, some stuff went on. It was a bit weird. um, And the officials can sort all that stuff out. But I'm really proud of both of the teams um, for what they did. And I'm really proud of HRT and how they stood up today and and, and had a chance of um, taking it home.
6: Well, all the best. And uh, I guess we'll see what happens on the Gold Coast next. Thanks very much.
5: We've got more after the break here on Inside Supercars.
6: Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Well, in the closest finish, or closest racing finish of a Bathurst 1000, it was Alex Premer and Shane van Gisbergen who just could not pip Will Davison at the line. Here's what. The Giz had to say, Well Shane Vingersberg second place and well, you, you don't lost give... your voice. <laughs> yeah, that's how exciting it
4: was. Yeah. Mate.
6: Uh, but Shane, second place and first yeah. place is in front of you. That's what you go racing for, isn't
4: it? Yeah, that was a pretty cool day. Um, it was tough. We we did it the hard way with three double stacks or something. But yeah, car was really good. We." had a quiet build-up to the race, um, just focused on a race car, and, yeah, we knew it would be good in the afternoon, and it was, but, yeah, I did three hours of racing without a flat-out lap. We were just saving fuel the whole way, so, yeah, it was pretty different.
6: Alex got all the fun green flag, foot-down stuff at the beginning of the race. Yeah,
4: Yeah, I did a few, the fast first stint, but, um, yeah, from there on it was conserving, but Alex's pace was really good, he wasn't far off me, and we pushed along really well, so, yeah, I think we're a pretty good combo, and hopefully we can carry that on.
6: You had those opportunities your you signature move the dive bomb into fire cell Elbow but yep. Will was awake to it and you probably had some people in his ears going this is Shane's yeah. move you've got to cover it did you think you were a chance or did you, once you knew that the chase was out you knew that was going to limit you too much
4: yeah Will's, Will's not dumb he's a um, pretty good racer and he, he was really good with his car placement so yeah he, he uh, didn't need to save fuel in the end and he was able to cr- keep the gap but yeah, pretty good race. He was always going to be hard to pass. He's got the same car as mine. So, yeah, it made it difficult, but, yeah, it is what it is.
6: Could you talk to me about your teammate, Alex Premer? Yep. How have you found him? How's his um, his mentality towards racing, towards yep. his role with you working and you know how you find that dynamic because sometimes it can take years to find a co-driver you can be simpatico yeah.
4: with no it's been been good he's been one of the best guys I've ever had just jumped in and drive the car he's very different style like um, left foot brakes for our right foot and stuff like that but he just drives the car how I do and he likes it how I do so that works out pretty good whereas last few years I haven't really had that web he can't handle the the car I've got but or the car I like but he's fast so yeah it, it's no compromises which is what you need to, to be fast all the time uh, i think
6: it's pretty safe to say the car looked like a bit of a pogo stick right at the beginning of the day yeah it didn't really get fast until you know the shade came over and almost the cloud cover came in
4: yeah definitely the first stint was a bit bit tough we moved forward but weren't that fast and yeah the next time i got back in the track was really rubbered in and completely different car so yeah that's that's what we aim for and we got it right
6: you go to the concrete canyons next and uh, yep. you've got the Pertec cup in your sights
4: yeah, not thinking about that, but yeah, we go good there historically in the past, and this team has always had good cars there, so yeah, hopefully we can get a good result, but um, pretty exciting home race there, or second home race.
6: You said in the press conference you wouldn't think about the championship until yep. after the Gold Coast. The next race is in New Zealand. There is no way you don't want to win that race, and you're not going to try
4: Yeah, yeah, of course. You're always going to race to win, and I'm never going to be conservative unless you have to, but... Yeah, I'm going to be pushing as hard as I can to get results every week and, yeah, just keep trying to get points.
6: And then you don't want to win the championship without winning the last race. No, so there's actually it. no time here in this championship yeah. that you're ever going to let up.
4: Yeah, it'd be cool to win four straight <laughs> Sydney 500s as well. So we be, you know, be trying to do that and send that place. It's been good to me in the last few years, that, that uh, Sydney track. So to get four in a row would be cool.
6: Well, all the best for the rest of the Pertec Cup and then on to the feature.
4: All right, thank you, mate. Alex Bremer talked about joining
11: Red Bull.
6: Alex Premo, podium finally at Bathurst. How's the feeling?
11: Yeah, it's feeling pretty good. Yeah, uh, having a podium uh, in Bathurst, it's pretty something special. Yeah, especially uh, uh, for all the drivers. But like as a Frenchman, uh, I think maybe I uh, may be the, the first Frenchman. Yeah, to be on the podium. I don't know if Ivan Muller yeah, was in the podium before, but. Uh, Need, yeah, to look the record, yeah. yeah
6: Belgium won it in Jackie. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah Jackie. Like, yeah,
11: yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's county yeah. It's like a European guy, and Jackie has yeah, been good driver. a good mate as well. So it's nice yeah, to standing on the podium in Bathurst, and uh, the race here yeah, has been long. Yeah. It's been crazy and sensational yeah, until the, the last lap. Yeah,
6: we saw so many of your runs being green flag runs. Did how how different is it when you go? one stint, two stints, without a safety car, without that sort of mental break?
11: I mean, it doesn't seem uh, so so hard. I mean, it's hard uh, because, yeah, you need to, to build the gap yeah, between the, the guys which is in front or in the back, but I think, yeah, uh, the car's been pretty good and we were making stints and uh, the car was making pretty good stuff. I think I uh, uh, bring the car back in second position, yeah, just behind um, Paul and uh, Shane yeah, did an amazing job at the end but uh, for sure uh, when there is a lot of safety car uh, it's pretty insane yeah. because the team has to react so fast and sometimes it's even harder for us yeah, because when you have two good cars in the front you get double stack. Yeah. We, we've been three times double stack yeah, this race so it's been unfortunate uh, but at the end yeah, we've been lucky uh, to finish second I would say but uh, not lucky in the way that yeah, we pushed and we give everything, and the engineers and the staff, yeah, uh, they put everything in, in place yeah, to, 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 to back uh, the 97 in the front. Yeah.
6: You've driven now three very different supercars. What do you like about this, and what are the things that have been the hardest to adapt to?
11: Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you're talking about the 2012, 13, the Car of the Future yeah, from Gary and the Volvo. And that one, yeah, for sure, the different car. I would say that car, it's hard to drive as well. It's not easy. But, uh, yeah, it gives a bit more rewards and, uh, when you're driving. And, uh, yeah, it good. good yeah, when you're you are in the car. I mean, like I said, everything is detailed in the car. So you feel uh, pretty, pretty lucky yeah, to be in this car and in that team in particular, yeah, because uh, they are the benchmark of the Viet Supercar. And, uh, yeah, it's been great Yeah, in Sandon. It's been great here and yeah, looking forward for Gold Coast, yeah Obviously, there's a, a trophy
6: on offer which is the Pertec Cup and it's very close between you and the 19 team
11: Yeah, well, uh, it's going to be tough uh, I think they are leading the, 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 the trophy here. I don't know by how many points maybe 20 or 25 or maybe less don't know the the, 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 the points but uh, yeah, I think it's going to be tough uh, it's going to be uh, two races eh, so a bit different to here and to Sandon so we have to make sure that the car is, is fast, Shane is fast there, I'm fast there I mean last year I was in contention yeah, to finish P2 uh, 2014 I finished P2 but yeah, the aim of the team and my aim as well yeah, is to win my first win in Viet Supercar and uh, we are going to, to make sure that it happens in Gold Coast yeah
6: You've driven with two very different New Zealanders. What, what's the biggest difference between Scott and Shane? Can you put that into
11: words? Yeah, I mean, uh, they have two good blocks here. Yeah. They are pretty cool, pretty good drivers. I mean, they are the the, the new races of yeah, Viet Supercar. They are the future champion of Viet Supercar. So it's nice to to meet them and to drive with them and uh with Scott yeah I spent three times three years with here with him so it was yeah more obvious yeah I know maybe more him than than Shane Shane Now I know him yeah, a bit more the relation is going very well uh but for sure yeah uh, they are they are different person yeah they are completely different uh, I would say um, they are as mature as either, you know both they are really mature uh, but yeah, uh, Scott is very young. Yeah, I think he's only twenty-three years old. Yeah, so he has so much power, and he, he, he's a great kid. I really like him, and Shane as well. Yeah, I mean, it's just my second race with him. Just love it. Yeah, to to pairing. him yeah. but for sure they are different character. Is one more focused than the other? Yeah, they are both focused on same things. Yeah, win races and uh, make the cars as, as the best. And uh, I think they they are doing pretty well on what they're doing. Yeah, and it's nice. Yeah. Uh, because I know that there is a lot of uh, um, a lot of rivality against uh, between them yeah like because they they're kiwi yeah so uh, but, but it's cool yeah I'm the the French guy yeah, who is coming with one or all the others and uh, yeah it's cool your friendship hasn't diminished because of the change No 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 no
6: thanks very much for your time and all the best with the Gold Coast
11: Thank you very much
5: seen yes, Gold Coast. There's more after the break here on inside supercars. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Sport Radio Facebook page. Hi, I'm Nick Perkett. You are listening to Inside Supercars. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Still a bit in shock. Uh, (laughs) thanks, Thanks, everyone. Dissecting the sport with interviews, news and opinion. Got to put money back into the sport at the lower levels to develop the kids and bring them up. You can't rely on good luck for Daniel Ricardo's old man to have found a few mates to tip some money in and send him overseas. there actually needs to be Inside a structure... Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au Hi, I'm James Moffat. Hi, I'm Michael Caruso. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Inside
6: Supercars. Nick Perkat was thrilled to get a third place finish. Here's some of what
2: he had to say to us after the race. Credit to the team. You know they, My car needed a bit of a repair job in the rear of it and they got it back on the jig fixed it and ever since then it's been back to normal and um showed that we're back in the 10 um here comfortably ran in the back half of the race with the leaders you know when we're all 100 percent going for it you know i was sitting right behind fabian uh scotty mclaughlin frosty with actually more pace than them just didn't want to use it too soon so um massive credit to them and um all good you know
6: stranger to the Bathurst podium not a bad strike record
2: yeah, I know. I've had a win, two thirds, a fourth, and um, two average ones. So, pretty happy with how I go up here. So, um, I just love the place. And that last hour, you know, I crave it to every moment of the year. Just crave that last hour of Bathurst. And um, that's where you get to have a massive crack over the top. It's um, where the race is won you can, or, and, or lost if you take too much. So, yeah, you know, I couldn't be happier for the boys. And of course,
6: three Holdens on yes. the podium again.
2: Yeah, pretty fitting to have three Holdens on the podium, especially on the 10th anniversary of Peter Brock. Um, obviously a Holden man, and, uh, yeah, know it's um, it's awesome for, you know, techno, smaller team, uh, LDM, smaller team, and then Red Bull Racing on the podium. So it's, uh, it's a bit of a fairy tale for a couple of smaller teams, but, uh, yeah, it's awesome.
6: Were you watching ahead or seeing on the monitors what was going on in front of you?
2: Oh, I could see it. It was directly in front of me. And, you know, I wanted to be closer to capitalise on it, but I couldn't use any more fuel. I was... Um, yeah, I, I think for me personally, I drove quite mature and uh, controlling races. I knew I couldn't use the fuel. If I used the fuel, it was all over. So um, as much as you want to get in there and race for the winners, I had to be smart and bring it home.
6: When the cars are running green for so long over half the race, what are you thinking as strategies and what do you think is a driver other than the fact that you probably catch the five o'clock
2: home? Uh, oh, no, for me, I, I did that first stint the car had huge vibration in the front and we nearly thought it was a power steering issue so um, once I got back in uh, after the camera done a double track had come to us a bit more um, we realised it was just a rim imbalance that caused the huge vibration um, and the car was struck along good and I enjoyed it and between that, you know, I leave the strategy to Nathan and Stucky and I just have some food, kick back, watch it, and to be honest, I only ever got out for a single, so I did a single, Cam did his bit, got back in for a single, Cam did another single, and then I was home for a triple, so done a few laps there.
6: How physically draining is it, I imagine, mentally and physically?
2: Uh, for me mentally, I pride myself in the fitness regime I've got, the way I eat, everything is uh, purely to be a professional racing car driver, so what I'm paid to do, um, I don't I actually enjoy eating well and sharing, training and everything. So for me, at the end of the race, I felt, you know, go another six hours, there's no issue, got out not sweating and um, just thoroughly enjoyed the race. And have you had a chance to have a chat to Lucas? Yeah, so on the way through, um, he is obviously over the moon. It's Hopefully comes to press conference, but obviously difficult for him. But, yeah, you know, it's something that he probably needs and the team needs and, you know, at least he'll go home smiling and it's uh, a real positive for everyone. Congratulations. Thank you.
6: His team owner is Lucas Dumbrell, always a thoughtful man when it comes to the business of supercars and the emotion as well. Lucas Dumbrell, your team, third place at the mountain. How are you feeling?
12: Yeah, pretty good. Sounds like better than your voice, yeah. Uh-huh. No, no, it was you know a great result for the whole team and a great day. I think we probably couldn't have picked it the start of the day. I was confident, you know, we could have some strong finishes um, and, and hopefully two cars in the top ten. But, but um yeah, to get third, and obviously, is awesome, you know, Um yeah, uh, uh, it's a its just you know—it's uh, you know, its an awesome result for the whole team and you know all the guys. Yeah,
6: it's no doubt it's been a tough year, and financially it's had its—it's uh, it's had its troubles as well. What does a podium at Bathurst mean? What does that mean you can do for the rest of this year and then on into twenty seventeen?
12: I don't know. Um, you know, probably it, um, it's just you know it's probably hard to say how to say exactly. But I think it's just you know definitely boosts the stocks of the team and shows that you know when we're all kind of get our stuff together, we can produce a strong result. So I don't know it's um I think it's, you know it's a great result for the, the team overall and shows you know a lot of the hard work that goes into it and shows we've got some pretty pretty capable guys here. It's just um, like I said, it's a bit of luck involved at the same time. So yeah, I know I think it helps definitely boost our you know our boosts our help you know our uh, chances of, you know obviously getting some more sponsorship and you know signing some more partners and that kind of thing um, yeah but obviously all that all, all I suppose we'll, we'll see when we yeah and
6: I imagine that as tough as this year's been it has been on track the most successful
12: one for your team yeah definitely oh I suppose had definitely some you know painful results as well you know a couple of failures and stuff but, um, yeah, I know it's uh, definitely been, yeah, the most successful one with a couple of great results, and, and I think that hopefully we can, you know, even score more one for the rest of the year. That'd be, you know, it'd be, it'd be awesome, wouldn't it? But, um, yeah, I think it, it's, it's been definitely tough, and it has been probably, yeah, toughest to probably off track, you know, uh, and financially probably, but, yeah, like I said, it's been, it exactly as say, it's been the most successful on track, and so that, you know, at least it's good to start to pay for some dividends, yeah. Well, all the best for the Gold Coast, man. Thank you. Cheers. Still to come after the break, Dick Johnson and Luke
5: Yildon And we'll also hear from Jamie Winkup and Paul Dumbrell. I hope you'll stay with us. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Facebook page. And to ask a question, email insiders at sportradio.com.au. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world.
6: Yeah, I mean it, it. means a lot, you know. Through the years, a lot of reference. This race is one of our majors. Six hundred miles around here is no easy task.
5: Uh, we were able
8: to beat the two level two boys and, uh, and meet Anthony Bigley in the final, which uh, we were able to do. Um, take the win off him. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a great weekend for the uh of the family.
5: Inside motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au.
6: Hi, I'm David Reynolds, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Welcome back to Inside Supercars. I had a chance to catch up with Dick Johnson and get his thoughts of Bathurst 2016. Well, Dick Johnson has a hard-wrenching day in some respects without uh, oh. without the result you really were hoping for.
9: Look, you know, I always try and take the positives out of everything, and, and the positive thing is that the cars are fast, obviously still not fast enough, but... Um, I think uh, the safety car is what really screwed us in the end. So, But, you know, that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Sometimes they help you, sometimes they don't. Of
6: course, when you were racing in, in the earlier days, before the supercar era, a lot of decisions, engineering decisions, get made from the, the seat of the car. <laughs> You're sitting in the car, someone says to you, Dick, you might not make it. Does Dick Johnson think these... These gypsies around me aren't going to stay green. <laughs> we're, going to, we're going to roll the dice?
9: Well, you know, we did roll the dice on one of the cars, actually, and it sort of ended up biting us, but, gee, that's just the way it is. And, you know, you try and do things sometimes for track position. And But as far as the old days, mate, no, they were totally different. You know, you had a little bit more time to think about it.
6: What about um, Mr. Bensky being here with the team? What does he walk away from Bathurst thinking?
9: Uh... It's very positive let me tell you he sees what it's all about now uh he is very observant and really sees what it needs so you can be rest assured that uh, whatever's needed will come is that
6: this era of your involvement in motor racing here uh, how different is it for you
9: oh look it's it's everything's changed you know and and I've always reckoned that you know change is something that happens all the time and if you don't accept it you'll die in the vine so at this point in time I'm well and truly still on the vine Would you say the racing now
6: is better than the racing back let's say in the in the 80s?
9: Look there's, there's pluses and minuses if you know what I mean um, it's a lot more even now but you, you don't see the passing like we used to have before and things like that but that's yeah, the way it is but hey, what do you do? you just got to accept what you've got and try and deal with it. Do you enjoy it more? Look, I enjoy it when we have two cars that are in the top half dozen and certainly uh, showing a lot of promise. So who knows what the, the, um, who knows what will happen for the rest of the year. We've got a few more races left yet and, and they're really big point races. So um, we're looking forward to sort of hopefully having cars that get through to the end because um, that'll drag us a lot further up pit lane. If Dick Johnson was a driver now, what would he be like? A bloody side younger.
6: <laughs> Luke Gilden was driving with Fabian Coulthard. Here's what he had to say:
3: for a little while, so probably a little bit boring for the fans, I guess. But I don't know. In terms of us, you just keep hitting your marks and numbers and see what happens. But yeah, that, that last last couple of safety cars really hurt us, unfortunately. So <clears throat> we we're confident that. Um, a lot of the guys around us had to stop, we had to stop, I think we would have been the best of the people that had to stop, so those two safety cars just obviously made them save fuel and we were a little bit too marginal. It's, it must be hard sitting in the pits
6: going, it's a crap shoot, we haven't had a lot of safety cars, the two safety cars you make at home and you've got track position, but you have to make the call, that it's going to be green I guess.
3: Yeah, absolutely, I'm glad I don't have to make the calls, that's for sure, but you know, we've got some pretty smart people here and you, you make the calls as you see them and you, you just can't anticipate when safety cars are going to turn up and what other fuel people have and it's just just sucks sometimes. <laughs> What's this team like? You, you and Fabian have had a relationship for a couple of years now,
6: working with Phil. Are you Obviously, you three you all know how you think, how you, what you need, but then you come into a different organisation, different car. It's a different ball game.
3: Yeah, on a personal level, I, I deal obviously pretty closely with Phil and Fabian, so that sort of little dynamic hasn't changed one bit. So that, that's that's been an easy transition, that's for sure. T- to be honest, a lot of the guys in here are all ex-Stone Brothers guys or FPR or BJR. I, I've worked with most of them before. I've been doing this a long time now. This is my 17th Bathurst this year, so... Um, the transition, to be honest, has been really easy. I, I mean... To, to be fair, a lot of the teams operate in a very similar way. So it, even BJR, you know, you call it a smaller team with less budget, operates very similar to how Penske operate. There is ob- obvious differences, you know. Um, you, you can obviously see the money difference. You can see the uh, presentation difference. Lots of hierarchy. <laughs> but it, it, is, it is still a, a, a junior team, and they were trying to put everything together. So, you know, a lot of these guys hadn't seen each other or even worked on a Falcon since December or January this year. So I think the team's doing bloody well, to be fair. Well, all the best for the Gold Coast. Cool, thank you. After the break, we'll hear from Paul Dumbrell and
6: Jamie Wincarp. I hope you'll stay with us on Inside Supercars. Welcome back to Inside Supercars. Well, Paul Dumbrell once again was a major player in this year's Bathurst 1000 race. I had a chance to chat to him on Sunday night. Well, Paul Dumbrell, uh, another Bathurst, another crazy weekend or a crazy day for you in Pit Lane after you'd packed up, got a car solidly into a a good spot, and then, uh, wow, what a day.
1: Yeah, no, it's... uh don't know what the actual feeling, how to describe the feeling. It's uh, obviously you know, shattering for the team because you know, neither car won, or none, none of the three cars won. We really had the probably the three fastest cars here today. Um, you know, Bathurst is all about these you know high emotion races, and, and this certainly didn't disappoint. And you know, even with thirty laps to go, we were out of the race. You know, we had to two stop at home. So yeah, just the emotions even that last five or six you know laps. We uh, we the car went into the pot and the safety car came out like you couldn't have timed any better and it got us back in the race but um, you know it's just what it is you know we race hard and fast we've we're proven that over the last five years Jamie and I as a combo and, and yep um, you know we've got a few sob stories to tell um, and you know people will have many opinions of, of the result but at the end of the day that's just how it goes, goes you know we're, we're really proud about putting ourselves in that position and, and yep it didn't go our way today but uh, we've done all the hard work
6: On Saturday though Winners are Grinners, and you got your third Dunlop Series 250
1: yeah. win. Yeah, no, absolutely. It proves that um, you know, what we set out a couple of years, years ago to do you know, really works for the Dunlop Series here. So um, you know, it gives me race fit for Sunday. Um, you know, I think we, we probably had a fairly error-free day today, so it all, I put that back to a lot of the Dunlop Series. You know, 40-odd laps in the Dunlop Series around here. I think the main drivers wouldn't even do 40 laps up until you know the race. So I think it works well, and it's a good, good initiative.
6: What about the idea of taking it away from being a championship race to try and encourage more wild cards? Do you think that's a plus or a minus?
1: I think it's great to encourage wildcards. Um but I honestly think it's I don't think it's the right thing to do to take away as a championship race. At the end of the day, Bathurst is part of the championship in the main series. It should remain that, you know, the guys there might be one or two teams who will do a wild card in the main series. Um, but, you know, that's just uh, that's just how it is. Um, don't know if that will change our plans, um, but certainly we'll look at it.
6: I guess the, uh, the question always is, how do you want to keep match fitness... Roll and want you race ready when it comes to the long Yeah
1: I uh, absolutely have to do something and, and that's why the Dunlop series worked out really really well because certainly this year Sandown and Bathurst you couldn't get a better two tracks to get more miles in so um, yeah we'd have to work out you know if, if we do that again next year and um, obviously there's some guys I've been with three years now mm-hmm. um, this year's been tough with the older car and new car generation stuff so um, we'll, we'll recess in a couple of weeks.
6: What ab- about your feeling back to Sunday knowing that all right, your castle sort of check a flag first, but an administrative decision has brought your brother's team onto the podium. Dear, have you had even time to think about that?
1: Yeah, it's funny. I was just sitting with uh, Jamie Will and I was sitting down and we uh, were and we we'll, were we'll chatting about it and, and we laughed, you know. We're both winners. We crossed the line first and, and he's got the trophy, you know. He didn't even lead a lap of the race. So, um, you know, it's quite ironic um, you know, how it all played out. Um, but yeah, I've already texted Lucas. Um, and, and said, "Well done, you know. It was amazing, you know, in a year to get a to get a win at Clipsal and third at Bathurst. It's incredible. It was a hard, fought, a hard fought, podium for them. So, no, awesome job."
6: Well, Paul, congratulations. Still one more round of the uh per Tech Cup to go, and I know you're going to give it all your all at Gold Coast. Yeah,
1: can't wait to get there. Hopefully, redeem ourselves.
6: As usual, Jamie Winkup did not shy away from talking to the media about his day. Here's what he had to say to me. Or Jamie Wincap, it must be a little bit surreal to come across the line, see the checkered flag, and then not make it all the way around to the dice.
0: Yeah, not sure if that's happened before, but uh, unfortunately, it's unfortunate to be on the receiving end of uh, of what was uh, what was a good weekend. We had a good car, and we qualified well, and um, didn't quite get the the result we we're after. What
6: What do you like? How do you reflect now on? The incident coming out of
0: the chase. Um, well, I, I, the, the, there was a hole there. I, I took it. And I was racing. That's what we do. We race cars, and we if, uh, the day the day you don't take an opportunity when it presents itself is the day you need to hang your helmet up and give some other kid a go. So uh, no, no, had, had had a go. There was contact, and hey, I nev- never like to make contact. Um, I feel that the contact was. Um, was was a joint joint responsibility. We he, he squeezed me pretty hard, and I was coming in pretty hard, and we had we made contact anyway. He went on the grass, and I was uh, looking to readdress the issue. But um, yeah, unfortunately, the car wasn't there to, to readdress it with. So I pushed on. So that's how it goes.
6: Have the redress issues this year become a grey area, or? Become police differently than previous years, which is now making it more difficult for a driver to make that decision. You've got a split second.
0: Yeah, it's probably it's probably a bit early for me to make uh, make any comment on the on the penalty itself. I'm just uh, well, sure. I, I,
6: generally, let's generalise yeah. about
0: this year. It's a tough one because anything I say now will just get thrown against the, what you know what happened. So I just got to have a good look at the. I, I haven't seen the incident. I got I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. So I want to want to go and have a look at all the facts. And uh, then then make comment after that.
6: Obviously, a fast car is always what a racing driver wants, no matter what the result. And that's what you had. The team gave it to you again. So with three more races this year, it's pretty obvious that you're still in a good position.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. We've got a quick car, but we're 140 points behind now. So um, that's quite a lot going into the last three rounds. But we'll we'll do what we can. We'll we'll keep our head down and um, try to represent as well as we can. You you always do. All the best. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Thank you.
6: Well, thanks for joining us on this special edition of Inside Supercars. You might ask, where is Will Davison, the winner of the race? And, of course, if you were listening to our sister program, Inside Motorsport, then you would have already heard the interview we did with Will Davison and his engineer, Dr. Jeff Slater. But you can check that out online at www.sportradio.com.au under the 2016 Bathurst Wrap Program. And you'll hear from both of those guys who, well, well ecstatic on Sunday night taking the victory but that's all we have time for this week on Inside Supercars until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now
5: Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media tune in next week for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device search Inside Supercars